Um, excited to have you on the show. Um, can you please just share a little bit about your background? I've got lots of questions. I know you've, you, you know, you've got to get off soon. So yeah, so I've got lots of questions. So hopefully we can get them through. Um, through but just share a little bit about your background. Okay. Little, yes. Thank, first of all, to thank you so much for inviting thank me onto the show. Thank you for being here. <laughs> um, it's, it's brilliant. So thank you. Um, so a bit about my background. Um, I, I work as a. I've worked as a counsellor for over twenty five years. And what I normally say is that I I help people transform their relationships with themselves and with others. Because how we feel about ourselves affects the way we relate to, relate to others and what we feel we can receive, and, and 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 just how we what we feel we can expect in our lives. So, so for twenty five years, I've been counselling, I've been training, and during this time, I've managed me- two mental health projects for the South London and Maudsley Health Trust, and that's the largest mental health trust in Europe. So I did two different projects in partnership with them. And I left there to go and I was director of a counselling service where we had 20 counsellors, eight of which I recruited myself. They're fantastic counsellors. And so I was running that and we provided several dozens of um, of counselling, subsidised counselling sessions every week for the community. And um, I'm now in private practice as a counsellor and a coach and I, I'm a, I work also as a consultant to professionals who work in mental health and um, the caring professions. Um, I've been, throughout my work, my career, I've been really specialising in trauma and relationships. Sometimes there's a lot of overlap with the two. So um, our, if we experience trauma in our lives, any kind of trauma in our lives and that affects again how we see ourselves and how we relate to others so help people work through the trauma and just move whatever blocks are in their way to be able to have a healthy relationship um, of self-respect and respecting others and having freedom that's what i do thank you janet that's awesome you know what i want to ask you quickly before we talk about the event with what's happened over the last 18 months or two years what's it 18 months have you yeah. noticed any any have you noticed even more trauma coming you know people coming with more trauma um situations than before mm, yes definitely sadly yes Imani. um there was I, I think the whole world is traumatized to a certain extent um it's like we're living in this very bad movie um However, um, so this functional trauma, yes, there has been because there has been because of isolation and and bereavement and and fear, anxiety of being able to uh, um, connect with people. You know, your social network is really important to to your well being um, and being able to have freedom, just to be able to go to the shops or freedom to do what you want to do. You know, to travel and do your normal things like work and uni and school when you can't do those things and there's a fear of something you can't see that's going to increase that's going to bring a trauma to you um so yes and also with so many deaths so much loss so much bereavement loss of jobs loss of people loved ones and we're not able to 
to grieve or bury our lost ones, our loved ones in the ways that we normally would. So grief and bereavement is hard enough at the best of times. So it's compounded now when they say, when they were saying only six to six people at a funeral or um, you can't fly to your loved ones and you can't see them and you know it's their last days. But that's increased the trauma and as well a lot of people were on lockdown with the perpetrators of the abuse they were experiencing. So at least if people in in um, living in a domestic violence situation, they could at least sometimes go to work, uh, you know, or else go out and about and, and have a bit of freedom and space. But this time, they, m many people have been um, trapped indoors with their perpetrator. And that's men as perpetrators, as well as women as perpetrators. Mm. So, you know, um, relationship trauma, because I, I don't think people have always associated trauma with relationships. Um, and and what, would you, what would you say to that before we talk about the topic for Saturday and, um, you know, introduce that to people so they can know about it? Thank you. Um, relationships and trauma. Well, um, a trauma is when you experience something that you find extremely difficult to process. And um, that can leave, I mean, you could have traumas in your childhood, and, but you just get on with it because you, you have to get on with it, you have to survive. And that, but that does affect the way that you process information. It affects your ability to trust. Uh, it, it makes you second guess yourself um, if, if you've been traumatized. Um, and, and, you, and trauma usually happens when it happens in childhood it normally happens at the hands of someone who is a trusted person um, it could be a parent or, an, or, a re or a relative or a teacher it's usually somebody with ascribed power in the society or the relationship or the family and that confuses you even further because it's like oh this person's such a an amazing person in some other ways but they've just done this to me i don't understand and if you're a child you can't process that so as a child you think you feel bad and therefore you conclude i am bad and they internalize that and they carry that through their lives and they if they feel they're bad and they then they build a wall sometimes to they have two, one of two reactions they build a wall a big fortress to protect themselves from further hurt um, and more trauma and that isolates them so it's they think they're putting a boundary in, but it's actually a barrier to that they're peeking through that keeps out the bad. Yes, it does, but it keeps out the good, keeps out the good as well. And 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 so that's that's one of the reactions to responses to trauma. The other extreme is is that the person wants to be they want to connect in a healthy way. They want to the they're desperate for reassurance that they are okay, that they're not so bad, and maybe this person will love me, maybe that person will care for me. And so they're, they're, some of them can be like an open book, a total open book, to the wrong person, the wrong people. And that desperation, which happens, can come across when you meet someone in a relation, you know, for a relationship um, or for friendship, and the wrong type of person, the wrong person with the wrong motives, can come and take advantage of you. So, you can end up with either a, bar a, a fortress 
that you're locked behind and or you could end up just out in this open field with no protection um, and somewhere in between so the link between trauma and relationships it, it affects there, there's no separation really yeah and um, that leads me on to talk about to ask you about um, Saturday's event how to set healthy boundaries and and not this fortress or just leaving yourself wide open yes thank you for letting me talk about this yes on Saturday this coming Saturday the 4th of December at 11 o'clock till 1 p.m. I'll be running a workshop, a very practical workshop about how to set healthy boundaries. Now this workshop is for women but guys if you're listening don't don't tune out because I'll be sharing a couple of tips today and you can share this with the women in your life. <laughs> so um, you know and if there's enough of a request we'll do one we'll do one a mixed one at some stage but this one I'll be doing just for women but the principles apply to all of us. So, um, so what we'll be talking about is we're going to be talking about about what boundaries what boundaries are. What healthy? I'll be elaborating more on healthy boundaries and unhealthy boundaries. I'll also be talking about what is it about your what are helping people to identify their own blockages to setting boundaries. What makes it so difficult? We know that we feel vulnerable. We know that. We, we feel resentful when people keep um, taking advantage of us or it's that person again that's demanding our time or um, we want to do something that our parent might not want us to do like go on a holiday have a go on holiday don't spend Christmas in the sunshine instead of having the big family dinner with all and sundry you know um, it's like ah can I really say that to mom and dad you know some but at work, um, you're the one, and you find that you're the one that keeps on being um, given work at the last minute, or give, you know they they have that view of oh you'll do it, it's fine. Um, so many people get taken advantage of in different settings, even in relationships. Um, you you're fine at the beginning, but you find it difficult to maintain boundaries. Um, you could be coerced into doing something that's that you're not really comfortable with, maybe getting involved um, sexually in a way that you're not comfortable with at any stage or um, how you handle money with somebody else. So so what we will do is we'll look at different aspects, different areas of life, six areas of life where where boundaries are are, are implemented in our lives. We've all got some good boundaries somewhere, but there are, there's usually one or two areas that we find it really difficult. And we want to go through those areas with real life case studies and to help people work out what stops them and then teach people how to overcome those boundary barriers. And I also want to introduce people to, to some steps to to setting boundaries in any situation and then also how to handle uh, resistance to boundaries. As you were saying there and what you said right at the beginning, would you say that men and women deal with boundaries differently and who's is is one one of them is, is one of the sexes better at um, you know creating boundaries and for, for mm -hmm. themselves? Um, or would you say it's about the same? 
Oh, that's a really good question, actually. Um, I think, I don't know if it's better, but different. Um, it can be different. If men, gen this is very general, general um, but men generally tend to be more straightforward about saying yes and no to things. If they don't say no, they'll just um, avoid or move away from that. They may not say it, but they'll vote with their feet. Um, women, women generally will want to be more accommodating because we're conditioned that way. We're, we're conditioned to be nice, be gentle, um, you know, be the one that support, be the supporter, be nurturing, and those are great feminine qualities. But but sometimes you can take it too far to the extent where you get burnt out. Um, and if a woman says no, let's say if a girl says no, I don't want to do that, then they will um, they, they'll be judged more often be judged more harshly oh you're being cruel you're being selfish um how can you not want to kiss uncle freddy <laughs> you know whatever you know don't be like that but, but they would they would press women the girls are pressured more into being accommodating and um than, than men i think than the boys and the girls go up doing that into sacrificing themselves in relationships and being taken advantage of taken for granted and they don't speak out because they've been taught from earlier earlier on not to speak out i had to learn as an adult how to become assertive how to set boundaries in different situations i wasn't taught when i was younger it was a nightmare you know as you say that i feel would you say that you know like children coming up now you know or teenagers are mm. being taught to be more assertive or do you feel it's still the same nothing's really changed um i think i think things have that things have changed a little in that children nowadays young people nowadays are a lot more outspoken they may not be they may not have the nuances to communicate, you know, with subtlety um, and grace. Always, it depends on how they're raised. What were they taught by their by their families? And we tend to pick up our communication skills from our from our primary caregivers. If if they if our parents were were you know spoke calmly when they were having arguments, or you know, you can have a disagreement and do it respectfully. And, and you know, with mutual respect. And if that if that happens in your household, you learn from that. You sort of just pick that up from your from your parents. But if you if you don't have that, if there's a lot of fighting, if there's domestic violence, or people are just there's just um, there's just a lot of uh, tension and coldness in the house, a lot of silent treatment, then you're likely to grow up and do the same, or you'll be the exact opposite. But if you're not, we, we, we pick things up from our from our families of origin. Um, this these days, I think that some of the young people are a lot more aggressive, and when you're aggressive, people don't really listen to you. So there's assertiveness. So the three styles of communication. There's the there is the 
um, passive, where you're passive, where you don't say anything, you put up with everything, and you are walked all over. And then there's the other extreme, which is aggressive, where you're like a it's like you're fighting all the time, and you shout, and you you may not even shout, but you but you could actually be passive aggressive as well at the same time. Um, but you've got a bit of there's like a, I'll show you, and then you do something that's kind of spiteful or underhand. Um, yeah, so there's that actually. There's four types. So there's passive, there's aggressive, there's passive aggressive, which is really confusing um, to the person on receiving end, um, and that, and then there's also the assertiveness, the assertive style, which is saying um, I respect myself, value myself, but I also respect you too, and you have the rights to your opinion, and but your opinion doesn't define who I am. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, so, you know, people, so people need to be able to create boundaries in, in all different areas of their life. On Saturday, are you going to um, focus primarily on relationship or, you know, as an in intimate relationship? Or is it is it gen relationships in general? So family, you know, work, um, intimate relationship and, you know, um, other, yeah, self as well. Yeah, well, our boundaries and yourself, that's a whole, uh, whole, whole, you might need to do a whole evening on that one alone. <laughs> so um, I, on Saturday, I will be touching on the different areas. I'll be talking about physical boundaries, sexual boundaries, spiritual or religious boundaries, financial and material boundaries, time boundaries. And there are certain non-negotiable ones as well. Uh, which are actually deal breakers. So I've been touching on each of those, but I've also been asking the students, what are your primary areas of life that you find um, difficult to set boundaries in? And what do you want to know more about? Because I'm, I'm prepared for all of it. So I want to tailor it. We're going to have a little quiz. Um, I'm going to be asking people for for, you know, why are you here? What do you want specifically? And and I'm going to make it safe, confidential, and and we will be respecting each other's boundaries. And I, I want people to be able to say what they are directly seeking. And then I'll I'll go with the majority, but I will be touching on the other areas too because there will always be some that may not feel they can speak up quite yet but hopefully at the end of the well my aim is at the end of this workshop they will come away with a little toolkit of understanding how, how who they are more more about why they operate the way they do in boundaries and to release themselves from any self-blame because if you're not taught you don't know how to do it so at least and then they'll come away with some tips that they can literally go off and leave the workshop and go and put those into practice yeah i mean because that's the thing isn't it it's to be able to go away and actually implement that you know that new skill that new um element that can sort of transform your life um, because with good boundaries it does make a difference doesn't it and it will yeah. impact every other area as well because once you know how to do it in one area you know to do it in others i just want to quickly ask you you mentioned religious boundaries can you explain how that you know can you explain that well, certainly um so yeah religious boundaries that's about um it's about respecting 
it's about it's about protecting your right to believe what you want to believe um, and to worship as you want to uh, to practice your own spiritual or religious beliefs so um you know um someone might be a christian and somebody else might be a muslim and each person you know somebody else might be jewish or have no or or not be sure what they believe but each person has the right to kind of stay in you know to hold those beliefs their worldview and everybody's on a journey and and whilst 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 we are some some faiths are encouraged to share what they share the faith with others um, we still need to respect that the person has a right to make a choice um, yeah. So, you know, it just came up with another question. Um, mm-hmm. Social media. You know, there's there's mm-hmm. all this stuff about social media. Is there can can we create safe boundaries around you know our social media experience? Yes. 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 We can. It's. Um, so social, gosh, I'm looking at the time. I oh, I could do a little bit more if you wanted. Because <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Obviously, you've got so much to do. So, yeah. and yeah. I know the night is 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 kind of going on. So yeah, if you if you just want yeah, whatever you can, if you can answer that question or whatever, yeah. but yeah. Okay. So um, yes, um, social media. So how can you make it safe for yourself? Um, be careful how much you share, because once it's out there, it's out there. It's out, you can't bring it back. So um, one of the things, for example, is if you've got, if you had a, um, a disagreement with a family member or a friend or a lover, um, and, you, and you rant on social media, then everyone knows and and you've exposed your relationship and, and made your relationship even more vulnerable. So even so already if you've had a disagreement with your partner, you've already got that to repair with each other. But, but then if you expose what's what's happened, then you're actually showing yourself up and 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 breaking a boundary. Um, you know, you're showing uh, disregarding that your partner's privacy and it's very disrespectful and you're not being loyal to that person and even if it's ended and even if they treated you badly if you go ranting on social media about it then it makes you look really bad and you can't again you can't it, it affects your credibility um and it brings in shame and who needs that so that's one thing i'd also say as well um a lot of a lot of um it's a bit different this is difficult i i actually don't have children but i am I'm auntie janet to lots of children i adore them yeah yeah so um i but i i'm, I'm really concerned when people show their children um going off to the you know first day to first day back at school in their school uniform like oh, look aren't they cute they are they are cute but i i i just I'm concerned about the attention that's brought to the children. People can tell what school they go to. Your your child is now on all over social media, and um, I'm not saying don't put your children on social media, but 
be careful how it's done. Be careful how it's done because, um, yeah, it just it just opens them up to to predators. I'm, I'm saying it. It's, it's that's it. I'm I'm quite straightforward. Yeah, it puts them at risk, um, and you just don't need. No one needs that. Social, yeah. Also, certain people are oh, scammers. Scammers. <laughs> Social media. I, this is. I'll try and keep this one concise. Um, <laughs> Social media. With um, oh, it's coming up to eleven. Do you need to do a news break or something? Or no? Okay, can you go through? Okay. All right. So social media scammers um um i have quite a lot of um i have quite a lot of supporters and uh friends who who are women and and as a relationship and and dating specialist i um get hear, hear a lot of stories of women that have been approached by people by this charming guy that's slipped into their dms and um what they've done and and, and they're offering to be there you know offering to support them in what they're doing i really love the work you're doing you know it's a great ministry that's great community work i can see you're such a kind person i'm looking for someone like this to marry i mean sometimes um they're so over the top and so obvious um that's that's you can sort of say oh that's yeah they're just trying and, and if they don't they're just trying something on and even if they don't if they don't use your name <laughs> they've obviously cut and pasted that um that message they haven't used your name hey babe hello darling um oh my lovely be hello beautiful one and if you're you know if you're feeling a bit vulnerable or a bit lonely you get a lovely mess charming message in you know you might forget you might not notice he hasn't used your name but sometimes so that was an, that's an obvious cut and paste and there is a sort of scammers um script um and and they don't ask you for money straight away but they uh, what they do is they they study your profile uh, they look at the kind of posts that you make and they will they make conclusions especially women in their 40s or upwards a single yeah yeah and they and they just assume that if you're not in a relationship they assume you're desperate and they assume that you're desperately lonely and sometimes sometimes you might be lonely but it doesn't mean say you're desperate and being lonely is not a reason to go into a relationship because you've got to be able to be able to be at home with yourself and be at peace with yourself if you can't do that you won't be at peace with somebody else that's another that's another story so in terms of these scammers be careful with that on social media um be, a lot of people are online very late at night our defenses and our willpower is way lower but um, as the evening goes on so it's um so we're we're more vulnerable um there are men there are women that scam gentlemen as well again they do the same thing they yeah it happens both ways and they come with their little stories and and, and they'll befriend you and look at what you know a channel, they'll try and encourage you in what you're doing they can see you're working on certain calls wow that's really great you're helping all those children that's wonderful that's so kind you know i'd love to be able to encourage you in what you're doing i'm looking for someone just like you um who knows we'll be friends but start off as friends but you never know where this might lead um yeah and then then they then they've then they, they ask you to do some sort of 
bank transfer or something small. There's, it's very social media. Um, be really, really, really careful um, who you liaise with. When I get, I get loads of those, and I, I just, um, I block them. I block and delete. Yeah, um, I block and delete. Sometimes people will come back with a different um, profile, um, but the same letter, the same script. Um, and no, 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 they get it from the scammers manual, wherever that is. It's probably on the internet somewhere. I might, I might look it up. <laughs> and, and, and so, yeah, be careful. Just be careful about um, if someone if someone seems too good to be true, they probably are. Yeah, it's probably is too good to be true. If they seem too good to be true, then it's likely that they are too good to be true. And and trust your gut instincts. Trust your instincts. You know, God has given everybody a, a, that instinct, um, intuition. Um, whatever your faith is, every human has been given that gift of, of that intuition. Listen to it. Let everything, listeners, I'm just wondering, the audience, has there ever been a time that you have gone against your own gut reaction or your own intuition? How badly did that turn out for you? Yeah. Yeah how bad does it turn out so listen to that that's a gift that's a gift um yeah so um yeah does, did that answer that's a summary did that answer that's perfectly answered i mean you brought things up that i wasn't even really thinking about but i totally you know agree i mean why would someone you know send funds to somebody but then like you said you know if somebody's got a you know they, they, they've got away with um to, and they're and like you said they're pinpointing certain women women of a certain age and you know they're mm -hmm. looking at what are they putting out there yeah so i think the the dm thing yeah only open it if it's um if it's people you know because um but yeah i, I think you brought some you definitely brought some valid um you know points there i'm glad i asked that question janet that was awesome <laughs> I'm glad I'm, I'm glad you asked it too, Imani. And um, I actually I'm I'm on a roll now. See now I I could no, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I understand. So just tell. Can you just tell people how they can get in touch and how they can come to the event on Saturday? Yes. Um. You can. So yes. Yeah, so ladies, please uh, on Saturday. Yes, sorry, because I just want to say, because when there's, have you noticed if there's a man, I know, I know, but if you, guys, if you would like a, if you would like a, a, a workshop with, on the same topic, on a similar topic, um, I'll get one of my male colleagues and we, we can do this together. And so it's, yeah, we can do this together. Um, we can do a male and female one. So that's, I'd be, I'd be happy to do that. But this one, but have you noticed? Um, but if you've got a room full of women and then one man walks in, the atmosphere changes, especially if we're talking about deep and personal things. Yes, it changes in it. So, um, I don't know, we'll hold our stomachs in, <laughs> breathe differently. It's, it's, it, there's just certain things that are, I want to be able to, I want the women, there is no, um, no go area of conversation on Saturday. I, 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 
get invited onto lots of radio shows because we will go there in the conversation. I want to, and, and so the way to join us on Saturday is by going to Eventbrite and look at the, the go to eventbrite.co.uk. Is it, or is it, the, is it Eventbrite? Yeah, Eventbrite, and then how, how to set healthy boundaries how to set healthy boundaries on Eventbrite. And there may be others with that, but there'll be a picture, my name, put, put Janet McNish, and how to set healthy boundaries. M-C-N-I-S-H, Janet, M-C-N-I-S-H. How to set healthy boundaries. And the link is there. Um, I'm, I'm also going to provide a, a workbook for you so that you can have a bit of a cheat sheet as well and follow along research shows that we tend to retain information when we write it down at the time and we go back to it we review it within the same day so you'll have something you can that, that's going to help embed this a little bit more i'm also going to announce on the saturday um, an opportunity to go even deeper but we're going to cover a lot this coming saturday um, it's a whistle-stop whistle tour, but it will be practical. You will come away with some tools in how to set effective boundaries. And I look forward to seeing you. So please sign up. Um, invite your friends, your sisters, your cousins, your daughters. Um, 18 and upwards. 18, 20, 50, 70, 80. I, the, the oldest woman I worked with um, as a, as a counsellor, uh, she was 71 and um she had very poor boundaries and she was taken advantage of a lot by all sorts of people very big-hearted very kind and um in the end she was able to set boundaries and enjoy her life a lot more her stress level went down she didn't have to take blood pressure tablets anymore um and, and she was she just had this freedom and and just took on a whole new lease of life so it's never too late she was 72. 71, 70, yes. So I look forward to seeing everyone on all the, all the ladies on Saturday.